Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. been a very long time since I've been here in this position, so I just want to thank Phil and Julie very much for the opportunity. I used to do it like quite a bit uh, a while ago. It's been this long time, so I want to thank you that they've forgiven my heresies and my um, all of all of the, the uh, incorrect doctrines. They're, they're pastors of grace. Thank God for that. How good is it to have a gracious pastor? He still remembers, though, the pizza boxes in my car. Um, as an 18-year-old, every time I hear it, I'm like, "Damn! I wish, I wish I didn't. I wish I did take the pizza box out." But um, I was 21. I had a Commodore, and I ate pizzas quite a bit back then. Um, so yeah, no. But we do have gracious pastors, fearless leaders, and more and more, the, the long, the longer I've I stay here, the long, the, like I've been here for a very long time. Some of you may not know, but I don't even know how long I've been here now. It's like 17 years or 18 years. It's been a very long time. And the longer I stay, the more uh, I see Phil and Julie transform, going from glory to glory. They haven't stayed the same as they were 17 to 18 years ago. And you can see the richness inside of them. It's, it, it's, it's bubbling out, this richness, this wealth of a walk with the Lord is is bubbling out, and I just, yeah, just honour you guys, and thank you for everything you've done so far. Um, Awesome. Um, This morning's message is not going to be started right yet, because I just have to do this, and um, (laughs) I I was going to just start, but I I can't. Um, I just have to say, we we had a connect group, and we are all there, and you, Jamie, we opened up, and we talked some stuff, and I just, it, it hasn't left me, it's this thing that God wants you to know upon know. And I believe that this knowing is going to be a, a, um, a strength, not only for yourself personally, but it's going to be something that is going to be such a grounding strength to your husband and, and your congregation. And it's that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And when we are facing times... and. If you're here and you're listening to this, yes, this is a word for Jamie, but this is a word that God wants everyone to know and understand. So just hear this. Um, doesn't matter what the circumstances are, doesn't matter what experiences you're facing or what's happened, He is there for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes, don't we, in our, in our own life, sometimes we go, oh yeah, I'm in this groove, I'm in this sweet spot with the Lord and I feel Him close, I feel Him close, this is awesome. You're doing things a certain way, and it's, it's, everything's working. You're in the groove, and then you're still doing that, and then all of a sudden, you can't feel him, and, and, and he's not as close as he was, and then you start to think, oh, no, what am I doing? What have I done? What's going on? God's moved away, but such a, a, a wrong mentality. The scripture is very clear when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I actually saw you in like this tornado. I'm getting all Katrina Markham on you right now. Um, I saw you in a tornado. And, um, <laughs> and sometimes we're in this, the, this storm and, and, you, and you see, you know, calamities like in, in front of you and behind you and to the left and to the right. But when you're in the eye of the storm, there's just this sweet spot. There's this peace right inside. And that is what's going to be the fruit. That will be the fruit of you knowing. No more second-guessing yourself. No more second-guessing God. He is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's going to be such a beautiful, peaceful thing. Because what, what they're doing is quite amazing, you know. Um, it takes a lot of courage. And, yeah, I honestly see such great peace. Such great peace. And this incredible knowing upon knowing upon knowing that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, he's always for you. I had to do that, sorry, church. Um, yeah, so we have been on this incredible journey taking a look at freedom. Uh, what, a, what an incredible topic, uh, what a deep topic, and I, I've loved the messages that we've heard so far. Um, my message today is called, I don't love robots because freedom is like an onion. And that's the title of my message. Um, and I like that title. I think it's a great title. If you want to write it down, I don't love robots because freedom is like an onion. Um, whoever is doing the podcast, you can put that down. And keep it. So, I love that song, um, Forever I Am Changed by Your Love. And if anyone knows me, they know that that's, that's my... <laughs> that's my... <laughs> that's my thing. Um, I, can't, I can't ever get past it. God's love. Oh, <laughs> he's love. And so, it, it, like the scriptures are so filled with this, this heartbeat. God is love. God is love. And I'm abounding in love. I'm slow to anger. Love is patient. Love is kind. God is love. God is love. Um, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And it's a, weird, it's a weird thing. And I remember doing a giving message a while ago saying, like, before all this was here, and it was just God, the essence of existence, just um, on his trinity own, there's just this relationship of love. There's this love. Love's existed since existence. No, before. It's not even a thing. It's, it's always has been. And so, before us, there was love. And this great love is what brought all of this here. We're here because of this great love. It's not, he didn't go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to make some people. That, that's a good idea. See what happens. That should be fun. No, he, you're all being thought about. You've all had so much intention and, and thought put into you and, and your personality and everything. You, you're here because he loves you. 
You're here because he is love. What a great love um, it is. It is a perfect love, and it's, it's absolute. Um, and for us to experience this perfect love, for anyone to experience perfect love, for any of us to even just experience love between ourselves, don't you find that there's this, um, this weird sort of ebb and flow uh, between the two parties, there's a, there's a giving and a receiving, there's this reciprocal thing going on, it's, it's a movement, there's a, uh, that love, that force is being thrown over this side and it's being thrown back and you have to um, willingly give it and you have to willingly receive it and there's this weird sort of um, love exchange going on between the two parties. Uh, and to experience the glorious heights of God's love, the same thing applies. So he's loving you. We have to choose to receive it and we have to choose to give it back in this ebb and flow, in this ebb and flow. And if this ability to choose, right, if, if our ability to choose love, that freedom of choice, if that was taken out of the picture, then this extravagant, most beautiful, most perfect love actually wouldn't exist. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not real. It doesn't become a real love anymore. It becomes, you, you're a robot and I program you to do this. And so real love, actually, freedom comes out of real love. Freedom wouldn't be around if it wasn't for love. You, you see what I'm saying? There's this great movie. Well, actually, it's not that great, but there's a quite powerful image uh, in, the, in the movie and I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's, it's called, I think it's called Ruby Sparks. Has anyone seen it? Put your hand up. Yeah, yeah. Not many people have seen it. You're not missing out on anything too much, but there is this great moment in the movie that is so striking and so like, it's just this powerful imagery. So basically, there's a, a writer. He's a, a dorky kind of writer. He hasn't had much luck with the ladies, and he's writing a love story about this girl called Ruby Sparks. And... Um, all of a sudden, he wakes up one day, and there she is. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's the girl that I dreamed about and started writing about. And um, anyway, it goes on, and they, they, he writes in the... Because he hasn't finished the book. He's still writing the book. And everything he writes, she starts to become or, or, or does. And um, he's writing away, writing away. And they, they obviously, he's going, oh, yeah, I'm writing that we are going to have a relationship. And... And, but the story's not finished, so it's this constant um, evolving story because she, she gets to a point and then all of a sudden she starts to operate into her freedom of choice because he hasn't written. And so she starts doing things and he's like, oh my gosh, wait, wait, wait. And he starts to write again and to try and fix problems and, and try and do all this sort of stuff. But it gets to this point where she actually finds out he's at the typewriter and she's going, what are you doing? And, 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 and he's, he's like, oh... I'm writing our story, and, she, and she's like freaking out. She can't believe it, and um, she feels so betrayed and so hurt, and so she feels so odd that she's the the like the reason of oh, she is the what's the huh the result teacher girl. She is the result of just his typing, and then she starts to get angry and 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 hate it. So he's quickly trying to type to catch up, and it gets to this point where. He starts to break down because he realizes that this love is cheap and hollow, and um, and he starts he starts crying and he's typing um, 
jump up and down, and she starts jumping up and down, and she's looking at him going, what? And then he's, he's like typing, sing and dance and bark like a dog, and she's doing all these things, and she's freaking out. He's freaking out. And then he types, just say, I'll love you forever. I'll love you forever. And she starts going, I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you forever. And she looks crazy, and I love you forever. I love you forever. And he's just there, and he's going, oh, that is nasty. It's cheap and it's hollow. So he goes, at the end of this night, she's free from me. And then, bam. And I won't tell you the rest of the story because it's quite amazing. (laughs) If you want to watch it. Um, But a powerful bit of imagery there. And it's so true that perfect love, that pure love cannot exist without freedom. You have the freedom of choice. And that's the first layer of the onion. You're not a robot. You have the freedom of choice, and the reason you do have the freedom of choice is because he loves you, and he wants you to experience love at the highest heights of its most glorious um, experience. He, He wants you to experience it, and you can't do it without that freedom. So that's, as I said, that is the first layer. So we have this freedom of choice, but... With the freedom of choice comes the ability to experience great love, but also comes with the freedom of choice. What also comes with it is this ability to sin. And by sin, I mean miss the mark. Um, God has this perfect, God has a perfect order, a perfect way of life. It's perfect. Like it's absolutely perfect. And, And community can exist in this this thing called love, and it all works, and it all works perfectly. And sin is anything that disrupts that perfection. Anything that disrupts that perfection. So there's this beautiful peace and love experience where everyone's having a great time. Anything that disrupts that. And I think that when sin is presented in that way, it's just this disruption of perfection, I think everyone can relate to it. I think everyone can go, you know what? Yeah, I actually don't think I've been 100% perfect in this perfect way uh, all the time. Maybe I've stuffed up one. I think there was that one time. There was that one time I just stuffed it. I think everyone can relate to that. Not everyone has been perfect the whole time. And so imagine God. Sometimes I, I, I think about it and I'm like, God, what were you thinking before you created us? What was, the, what was going through your head? Because you knew that for us to experience this perfect love we'd have to have the freedom of choice. But you also would have seen that we can be so stupid with our freedom to choose. And, and I used to think, oh, mate, what a risk you took. But I don't, I, the, more, the older I get, I'm like, there was no risk there. God, wait, he would have waited up and it would have happened in a, a nanosecond. And would smile to himself and go, I'm so much bigger. My love is so much deeper and stronger. And I've got this. I can cover this. I can cover your frailty. I can cover your weakness. I can cover your sin. I've got this. Bam. Creation. So put your hand up if you have disrupted perfection before. 
I know I have. I think we all have. <laughs> um, John 8.34 <laughs> John 8.34 tells us that if we have sinned, we are slaves to it. So if there was ever that one time that we did do it, all of a sudden, we're slaves to it. Uh, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. We still have the freedom to choose, but, but now there's this natural tendency to want to sin, to miss the mark. And the ancients realized this and its implications and the severity of the situation. They realized that there, was a, there were implications to sin, and they weren't that good, actually. They were terrible. And this system was put in place to make sure that they could, these sins could get covered. Um, and so the, the law was introduced and, and this whole sacrifice system was introduced. And it was super, super hard to nail that law to perfection. It was really, really hard. And one of the most, most ridiculous things in that law, one of the hardest things you could do besides... No, this is, this is the hardest thing to do. You were not allowed to eat bacon. Are you kidding me? No bacon. There was all sorts of weird things in there. Like, if you were doing, like, certain sacrifices or to, to you know, to make you right, in right standing, like, even if you had a pimple, you weren't allowed to do it, or there was weird things about pimples and weird things about this and that. There was all these things that no one could... could uh, Add up to, and we were in a lot of trouble. I was thinking about it too. Like, imagine if you've, imagine if you just forgot that pigs were wrong and bacon was wrong, and you've got this beautiful dish of bacon, and um, then you've gone, oh no, I've got bacon, and I've got to now kill a lamb and a cow, and um, you got to start doing that and get the older ready, and you're gonna throw the cow and the lamb, and you've got bacon there, and then the wife comes in with some. Um, Lebanese bread and there's some goat cheese on the thing and everyone hits into each other and meat lovers pizza was created by the sacrificial system. So maybe one good thing happened. Maybe one good thing took place. Meat lovers pizza came out of it. Um, That was really bad, hey? Yeah. I'm a dad now. Um, I think I'll definitely not try and incorporate comedy in anymore. I, I think that tanked. I was, uh, 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 yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry I had to put you through that. Uh, anyway, the ancients were bound by a law that was virtually impossible to keep, and this law still didn't address the fact that we had become slaves to sin. It was, it was making a way for us to to get to the next sin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so we sinned and then we sorted that out, but that didn't cover our next one. So we'd sin again and, oh, we'd have to do that. And there was this ongoing struggle to stay clean, to stay right, to enjoy this great love. And so at the culmination of the ages, Jesus Christ comes because God had a plan 
Because God knew that when he created us that he's got this and he's going to cover it and he's going to love us regardless of our state. He's going to make a way to make it all good for all the people that stuffed up before, for all the people that will stuff up in the future, for all the people that were stuffing up right then and there. He knew that he had it covered and he's let this beautiful story evolve. And, but it's got to the point now, the culmination of the ages, the scriptures say, Jesus comes in. Jesus comes in with this incredible God plan. And one of the best scriptures you'll ever read is John three sixteen to 17. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever keeps the law perfectly. No. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him. That's it doesn't say if I don't eat bacon, uh, if I eat meat lovers or whatever it is. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. To save us from sin, to save us from ourselves, to save us from this monotony of, of, of law. He set us free. Acts 13.39 says, Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you are not able to achieve under the law of Moses. Isn't it a heaps better deal as well? All you could do is believe. I think what happens is we get to a point where we realize we're not perfect and we can't be. God's got it covered. God's got it covered. So there's all this liberation starting to take place after Jesus he came. And, and um, John 8 tells us that whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. Free to eat bacon. Free to have a pimple but still worship the Lord. Free to do anything. Free to do anything. And... Um, It's just, it's, my, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. This freedom that we've been given is incredible. Um, there's, just, there's just too much freedom in that. Um, so, we have a whole lot of freedom now. Our right standing before God is purely us putting our faith in Him and, and believing in Him. We've, we've, we're made right before the Lord and um, now we get to this dilemma because some of us, we, we love this, this, this talk of freedom and how there's, it's all good, it's all good. And there's a scripture and it says, all things are permissible. Every, I, and it, says, I, it actually says, I have the right to do anything. But then right after it, it says, but not all things are beneficial. It's in 1 Corinthians. Um, it says, not all things are beneficial. Not, not everything is going to be <laughs> with the best outcome in place. You're free to do whatever you like, but there's still, there is still a, a, a way that God wants. It, it doesn't, it's not that you have to do this way to achieve uh, this freedom that God freely gives. It's not that you have to do it, but there's a, there's a right way. There's, there's this, a way that he would want us all to live, and that way is love. Because that's where freedom's found. It's love. 
He wants us to live uh, in the, the most perfect way of love. So good. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one... Uh, and then it follows on, and listen, it says, No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. There's that love, that ebb and flow. So we've moved out of works and, and all this hard stuff. We've been set free. We've been set free. We've been set free. We've been given the freedom of choice. We've been set free from being uh, slaves to sin. Um, and now we're free to love others. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So that was the second layer. Uh, first layer, freedom of choice. Second layer, um, freedom from our own situation, freedom from sin. And now there's this third layer, and I'm going to wrap it up soon because I'd love to um, open it, the service up for a bit of prayer and, and we'll see what happens. Um, there's, there's freedom in Christ. And let me just say, I love the scripture that we've, we've been talking a lot about, Galatians 5. Uh, one, you mentioned it this morning, Pastor Julie, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And um, as we allow this, this love to enter our heart and this, have this great exchange with God's love, sometimes we discover that we've got all these things that, that bind us up and, and we're not living totally free. And God in his great love and, and great wisdom uh, just allows time and, and a healing process to, to, to grow and develop and the relationship between him is sweetened and it's just a beautiful thing. Um, sanctification, it's, it's great. And as we are journeying with the Lord, walking with him through our life, you, you'll find that, oh, you know what? I actually have a huge insecurity problem and, it, and I, I don't feel free. I don't, I don't feel free in this area. I don't, I don't feel free enough to be able to go and talk to this person because I'm worried about what they're going to say. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their own little thing that, that, that wraps them up and, and constricts them. They, they, yeah, they have the freedom to choose. Yes, they've been set free from um, the, the slavery of, of sin. But then there's still these little niggly things that, that, that can hold on to us. And, and God wants to set us free from all of those things, from all of those things. Um, the scriptures say that whoever Christ sets free is free indeed. Um, I love that. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I think for us to, to move forward and get total freedom with whatever the little niggly things are that are holding us back, it's got everything to do with this sacred, perfect love that I've, I've been talking about. It all, everything comes back to love. In the, in the end, three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. God is love. It, it, this love was, was there before us. It, it, it'll be there forevermore. It all comes down to this love. And as we allow this great exchange where we love him and we choose to receive his love, right, I, I, I believe there's going to be great things. We're going to be set free of, of, of everything but it's going to come through love. The moment you try and work at it all in your own strength and, you, and you've moved out of this grace and faith zone and you're trying to just nail it, you're missing the vital ingredient which changes us and, and, and makes us whole, and that's his love. You've got to know that he loves you. You've got to know despite the circumstances you see, but despite everything, 
there's a there's a knowing, there's a inner quiet place that knows I'm loved by God. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. All of a sudden, you do start to feel free. Why don't we? Um, could I? Yeah, perfect timing, Lisa. She's on the on the ball. I just would love for us to stand up. I'm, I'm finished now, which is good. I can see it's a super hot day, and people are struggling, but that's okay. I've made a quick message. I hope you are taking the layers that I've, I've, I've put in there, and I hope that we continue to walk out this, this journey of freedom because it is a journey, and it is a choice. It is a choice. Father God, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for our love. Thank you that you that you made a way to love us perfectly. Thank you, Lord God, for your son, Jesus Christ, that, that came into the world to set us free from sin and, to, and to, just to let us enjoy your love. And Lord God, I just pray for everyone here that, that maybe doesn't feel free in certain areas. Lord God, I pray right now that you would come. May your presence fall right now, Lord God. And may your love flood their heart. Flood our hearts with your love, Lord God. Flood our hearts with your love. And I believe that for many of us now, we've been preaching on freedom for a while, and I see us taking uh, this message and, and not just putting it on the shelf, but actually wanting to experience the totality of it. We want to, it's an experience to be experienced it's not something that we just know and, and think about it's something that we can experience and I, and I believe that as we, we move from this topic and we move on to the next and we, we go into our normal days I believe God wants to remind us that it is for freedom that he set you free let me love you I believe is what the word of the Lord is right now let me love you. Let me love you. Let me heal you. Let me take away all that fear. All that fear. All of that fear. I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to see the chain snap. I want to unwrap you from this binding that's been uh, keeping you back from being who you're supposed to be. I want to love you. I want to love you. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fear just is melting in the presence of his love right now. You don't have to be afraid. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is for you and not against you. His love endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.